0: Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Saga of Steve Rogers. My name is Tom and I'm glad to have you here. If you're here for the first time, where have you been? This is episode 255, I think. Um, 255, so there's a whole bunch of episodes in the past. If you just got here, go to the archive at com in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, Click on Podcast Archive and you can search all the way back to episode 0 and... uh, Actually, this makes it 256 episodes in because of a zero is a zero. Anyway, um, you can also search by name. So if you want to go back and listen to a previous podcast, you can search by the subject or by the person's name, or you can search by date, or you can search by whatever. But either way, um, this is part one with Mallory. So um, this is the second time I interviewed her. Last year, we did an interview um, and then this was just a touch and base. Tell me what the last year has been like. Um, tell me all the changes you've gone through both at work and in your real life and the struggles and the upside and the downside of what's been going on. So um, the problem is I was recording using a new technique on my mixer and I screwed it up. So part of the interview's lost and it's lost forever. This is the second time I've lost an interview. And it feels just as shitty as it did the first time. I recorded three hours with my buddy Mike, and just uh, just lost. We talked about. It. We had an amazingly fun interview, but either way, that's lost. So it's supposed to be getting part of this. I'm I'm done kicking myself about it, but. First, the Rodriguez report, and then part one with Mallory. Appreciate your uh, patience and understanding. PsychicSteveRodriguez so dot com is a website. The way you can support the show, if you're uh, interested. Patreon.com slash Saga of Steve Rogers. Uh, you could also go to the link on steve rogers SagaofSteveRogers.com at the top. There's a little merch shop. So you can buy uh, merchandise with the logo, stickers. You can just start slamming them all around town. That'll make me laugh when uh, I drive past a stop sign and see Saga of Steve Rogers on it. But either way, thanks for listening. Love you guys. And uh, thanks for your understanding. Peace.
1: Hello and welcome to the Rodriguez Report. My name is Asbel Rodriguez. The last two weeks were not good for me. But considering how things ultimately turned out, I have absolutely nothing to complain about. I'm safe. My home is intact. I have plenty of supplies. And I have friends that I can count on if ever the worst were to happen. I say the last two weeks were not good for me. Because spontaneous anxiety is not good for someone who has issues with depression, and I say spontaneous, because early August gave me some fantastic beach days. The sun is shining. You go outside and marvel on how just how beautiful your surroundings are. But then, just like that, late August warned of impending doom. A catastrophic hurricane put a bullseye right where I live. Before it was reported that it would hook north and skim the coast of Florida, leaving much of the population safe and intact, it was first predicted that a Cat 4, possibly a Cat 5 storm, was going to decimate South Florida. I was lucky if I slept three hours before getting up and spending the next ten hours worrying about how bad it was going to be. If I were mobile, I would not care so much. I would deal with whatever comes. But... I no longer have uh, the resources or the physical ability to deal with whatever comes. I'm at the mercy of whatever happens, and all I can do is hope and pray that everything will be all right. Now, you know I love Bob Marley, but I have never been comfortable living his philosophy toward life. No worries, mine. It will all work out. I'm sorry, but I need to have a fair amount of control on how things turn out in my life in order to have mental peace. The fact that it has been more than a decade since I have been had a comfortable amount of control over the direction of my life has not been good for me. And before the news came out that the area where I live would be spared, I suffered greatly from anxiety. But you know what? Don't feel bad for me. Not even a little bit. Everything worked out for me. My neighbors and my friends. But not so much for the people of the Bahamas. Hurricane Dorian hit the Bahamas and it was like the hand of God slammed his fist down on the area of the Caribbean. Those people will suffer greatly for the foreseeable future. I can't stress this enough. We here in South Florida were lucky at how things turned out. Yes, it was luck that got me through it. And now I offer my thoughts and prayers to the people of the Bahamas. I see Rodriguez report for the week, you know what? Maybe Bob Marley had it right when he sang about how everything is going to be all right. It was because you should always hope for the best and never stress about the worst.
2: Welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. Some of the stuff you are about to hear are not for everyone. If you are a snowflake or easily offended, offended do, don't do listen. Enjoy. And I figured it would be a good way to, you know, at least start getting some of the information out there. But what I found was that there were, you know, people had listened to it, but never, and I don't know, maybe didn't know it would be okay, but never came to talk to me about it. Never. Hold on.
0: Stop. Sorry. Something weird just happened. This is the first time I've used this setup and everything just stopped. Piece of shit. I think. All right. So we're gonna go back to the year. So is this recording again? Yeah. So I just figured out what's happening. Every it it can only record so much, so it's gonna do forty minutes and then stop. Yeah. So recorded forty minutes and then it went, oh I'm gonna stop. I don't know why I need to check into that. But anyway. So it stopped at forty minutes. So you were talking about the timing of
2: the timing of me, yeah. I guess, coming out and coming out at work. So yeah, I don't remember if I if I timed it before or after. I think it was after the podcast aired. because um, I wanted the podcast to kind of like help get the word out there, which it did, but um like I I I don't know if it's people heard it and didn't want to talk to me about it or or didn't feel they could or mention it, but it was like nothing. Like nobody had mentioned anything about hearing it. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I need this to at happened. least tell my team, yeah. you know, yeah. or something like that. So, uh, so I told my team and everything, and then uh, I worked with HR to. Uh, on an email or a, a letter, I guess, essentially mm-hmm. that uh, I sent in and which was funny because they, ha- they seem to have their own idea of how the information should or shouldn't be disseminated.
0: They being HR in,
2: uh, HR. Okay. Right. And so I was like, well, I, because of the position and the things I've done in, in that department over the last, you know, the prior two years, I know a lot of people, right? Because I've, I mean, I've trained almost every new hire class, except for I think one in the last three years. So I've, I've done that I'm, and some of the other classes, you know, I've, I've seen them progress and I've interacted with them the whole time. So I know a lot of people on that floor. And, um, I was pretty adamant with HR be like, I want something to be, to go out and I would like it to be my own words because they had this kind of prefabricated uh, thing that they're like, well, we're going to send this. And I asked the lady, I was like, do you mind if I send you something like what I wrote? Because it's, it's more like, it's, it's personal to me, right? It's not a generic, you know, thing that could apply to anybody. And so I sent it to her. She's like, yeah, we're not going to use it, but I'll, I'll read it. So I sent it to her and she basically said, this is, Everything that we need, um, it's better than probably what you know what we would have done anyway, so she's like, "Yeah, we, there's no problem. We can go ahead and uh, send that out. So I don't think I was there that day uh, for for some reason. I don't remember why, but uh, I remember like the uh, division leaders, I think, going to team meetings and sharing that that email with basically everybody on the floor. So, and that happened like right before Christmas break essentially, that right. last week of Christmas. Uh and then so the whole goal was, you know, get everything out there and get it well known because on January 2nd when we arrived back, that's when I was going to be presenting in, you know, dressing female, everything else, right? So I want it was really important to me to make sure everybody knew what was going on because I didn't want And not everybody did. Of course, there there were people out and everything, but for the majority, like, it went almost better than I had imagined it going because everybody kind of knew I couldn't have asked for a better response from management and my peers and everything, so, like, everybody was super accepting for the most part. There were a couple of people that that, um, I had some problems with, but...
0: Now I want to name names, that was fun no. with you. I'm no, just- they're not there anymore anyway, so
2: it doesn't matter. But you can um, tell me
0: after we stop recording. I wanna know and I wanna know the yeah. stories. Can you tell me what the what the stories were without saying the name? Like what-
2: Yeah, um it was just like a refusal essentially to uh use my uh preferred pronouns and my name. Like they consistently dead name me every single time they saw me.
0: And you think it was purposeful?
2: Yeah. Because it, after a point i mean there's there's plenty of time to make mistakes right i mean that's that's a given and i accept that like especially with uh the pronouns and stuff oh thank you what
0: what do we have looks delicious oh my lord it's still warm <sighs> yeah um
2: let it
0: cool for a little bit there my wife just brought us chocolate chip that's probably banana bread chocolate chip muffins it but i'm not sure does it smell like banana bread i can't smell anything it might be banana bread
2: it could be yeah could
0: be. i think it might be
2: um but yeah it, it, i fully expected there to be instances where um you know just out of out of habit or whatever like the wrong pronoun would be used. But, um, the, in terms of dead naming, that only happened by, uh, one person. Like it was just one person and it was consistent. Like they never made an effort to change at all. I did it. Well, I mean, did you,
0: I, I did. And then I was like, I said, you. Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then you, yeah, I sent a like, text and I was it. like, it's I'm fine. so fucking sorry. <laughs>
0: I swear it wasn't on purpose.
2: Yeah. No there, I, were, there there were mistakes that happened and and that was fine. And, and to be honest um
0: were they less than you thought might happen?
2: I don't really know that I had any expectation. Okay. Um but there's two things that happened when when it, it occurred. One it kind of like made me kind of laugh a little bit because the the person that did it it was a truly a mistake right they didn't intend for it so the second that they realize that they do it the it's like yeah the horror the... they can't they, they like stop what they're saying they don't know what to do it's like yeah. sheer panic yeah. sets in and that's kind of funny I mean to watch right um, from from me <laughs> and it's like I get it it's a it's a mistake move on but then then it gets if it they don't move on, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, now it's embarrassing because like
0: you're making a big you're deal dwelling of, on it. Yeah. Right.
2: You just, just move on. Just don't, don't worry about it. I know it's a mistake. I don't like, I'm not holding anything against you. It's cool. You know, we're, we're fine. Just keep going. But, um, so that, I mean that, that did happen a few times and it, it you know, it's fine. But yeah, there, there's, there, there was an individual. Like I said, they're not there anymore. But um, just blatantly, male or female, male. Yeah. Okay, he wasn't there very long. He was somebody that I had in a new hire class. Okay, and
0: I might not even know who they are by name. So, I'm, I, I, but I want to know the names. Though.
2: I don't think you. I don't even know if I remember the names. I'm terrible with names. Really? Okay, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Maybe, maybe you'll remember. I don't think you would have had any reason to to know this person though. They weren't ever on your team or anything like that. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah. So I mean, it, it happened. Um. Wasn't that big a deal, but like I said, everybody was super supportive. I think it was just like the right time, the right environment, and everything for me. Uh. To. Go ahead and, and do that. And when I look, picture, look back at pictures, those first few pictures that I had, like showing up at work that first week in January, it's like, oh my God, I look so scared. <laughs> it was so weird. Well, like, it's it weird had to be. I it.
0: mean, you had to be I afraid mean, on. Yeah. I mean, did you plan the, so did you know the day the memo was going to come out?
2: I, no, I don't think I did because I think somebody told me. Like that at that point, that's when somebody, you know, people started coming up and talking to me about it. Um, but uh, definitely
0: banana bread. Yeah. So fucking good.
2: Um, somebody just mentioned, hey, yeah, Sonia stopped by our team meeting tonight or uh, afternoon huddle or something like that and and shared your, your message and everything. And they, that's when they started like showing their, their voicing their support and everything. Um, so that was kind of my indication like okay now they're they've finally gotten to the point where they're bringing it around i didn't know
0: if they told you the day was going to happen and you purposefully took the day off no okay no i just don't it just i, happened. I didn't know it happened to be okay. that way
2: um but
0: i wonder if management saw that you were off and were like today's today or if it just i don't know i don't know i wonder if it would have been easier or harder i wonder what it, if it would have been like if you were there that day if people would have come up right away and be like hey I'm going to, you know, or if it, it was better, it gave them time to process and decide and then see you afterwards. I, yeah, don't, know.
2: I, don't, I don't know. But, um, and, and then there were people on the floor that I was a lot closer to prior to that, <laughs> you know, prior to me coming out. Um, So, I mean, that kind of sucks. Um,
0: People like, that, wait, what do you mean? People that were closer to you that after you came out they're not close to you anymore
2: yeah not really like uh we just mm. don't talk no names but really no 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 names but uh, yeah
0: you already named one person by the way i don't know if you noticed. it slipped out did i yeah
2: who oh well, we don't uh, have to read female
0: that. division leader
2: did i really? yeah totally okay anyway um <laughs> sorry um, i don't care um but uh yeah so there were there were a few people um. Again, it, it it didn't seem to matter whether they be male or female, um. But there were a few people that I was much closer to prior to coming out, and then afterwards, they just I don't know, just something changed. They don't really talk to me that much anymore. I mean, they still will. I don't. It's not like they like avoid me or anything. it's Just I don't know. It's just a different dynamic. But and that's part of. That's part of like this whole transgender experience and like the thing I took Friday off to go to this panel and share stories and stuff is that there's always going to be, you know, for for all the people that you lose relationships with or they get strained and, and whatever through this, you gain so many more, right? There's so many other people like there's tons of people on the floor now that I would was never that close to before. But like it just strengthened that bond, and um, just feel more. I don't. Accept it isn't the right word, but like I just feel closer to them. Like there's 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 just a unspoken kind of bond, kind of thing that was created. I don't know. It's weird.
0: I don't know that it's weird, but I can see people. I can see people being drawn to a story. Like yeah. there's so many people that we work with on that floor. And it, like my business card says, everybody has a story and I want to hear yours. Everybody's got a fucking story, but I don't know 200 of the 215 people there's stories. Like I don't know shit about them. Yeah. And to hear the story and hear what you're going through, isn't that, isn't that fucking amazing? That it is. Oh it's my so god. Good.
2: Like I just want to eat it up, but then I don't want it to be on the microphone.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna, we're going to pause in a minute anyway. So, okay. um, it just the fact that people can hear and know this about you, and know that you're okay with them, know like sharing this 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 situation you're going through, this change, this massive, you know, change of everything about you and that you're allowing people who don't know you to come into your to your world and to see you know see this happening and to participate in it really. Yeah. I think that's for a lot of people huge.
2: Well, and that's just it too is like there's a there's a a saying or I don't know, it's a it's a thing that we kind of all share is that when we're thinking about trying to understand how other people react to the news that we're transgender or whatever. It's like, okay, but they have to transition to, right? So we have to give them some credit and some, some time to actually accept the change because they know you as somebody and they've maybe known you as that person their entire life. Their, your relationship with that person is built because of the person they think you are. Right. And then you come out and you say, I'm actually not that person. I've, like that was a show and like this is me this is authentically me like this is who i am and not everybody will accept that but like there is a process usually for everybody sometimes it may be quick it may be slow but they have to like transition the way that they uh have that relationship with you and um so yeah i mean they, they hopefully they're they're part of they stay part of your life and everything but like you yeah, know some people don't And that's okay, (laughs) Joe. We're
0: gonna talk about that. So we talked last time. We're gonna we're gonna stop now, part one. That way we can we can muffin it up (laughs) here because this muffin is calling me. But we talked last time about a couple friends of yours and how one of them wasn't okay with what was going on. The other ones, the rest of them were. Oh,
2: so yeah, I I was really worried about one individual. Yeah,
0: so I want to talk about that a little bit, and then we'll talk more about the last year and. And not just about as it relates to work, but the sure. last year for you, lots of shits happened. So <laughs> I want to talk about all that. But everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, this is. So, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, audio got screwed up because I screwed up and I'm missing pieces of this interview. So, what you're going to hear now shortly is a little background conversation between Mallory and I about something totally unrelated to her interview, uh, but I left it in because it fills up time, and it was kind of interesting to me and to her. So, um, again, all issues related to this are mine, nobody else's. Please don't blame her, and please enjoy this interview. It was great. Um, I wish I had the entire thing. wish I hadn't fucked up. So, anyway, it's all me. Bye. So I had, do you know who Adam Carolla is? Yeah. I had the producer from his show on here. Yeah, um, for a year and a half ago, I had his assistant. So I went out to California like two years ago, and my wife Amy was going to a seminar, and she's like, you know, she goes, "Why don't you see if you can go tour Adam's studio?" I was like, I let me tour studio." She goes, "Well, right now you're not touring the studio, right?" I she goes, "Send an email, and if they say no, you're still not touring, but you asked." She's like, "There's a chance to let you." I was like. Just send a fucking email. So I sent an email. His assistant's like, sure, set it up. So I toured the studio. I was there when they were shooting or recording one of the shows. Met Adam. That's so cool. And then, <coughs> and so I sent his assistant an email thanking him afterwards. I was like, it was amazing. Thanks for setting this up. And I was like, yeah, hey, little- we'll... Went really well, and so that went really well. I tweeted him and Adam. And I said, Thanks for coming to our studio, whatever. Adam like liked my tweet, <laughs> and, and then I added the producer of the show, and I was like, "Hey, get you know his name's Gary." So hey, Gary, I had Matt on toward the studio. I'd love to have you on the show. Nothing.
1: So I emailed Matt. I was like,
0: "Hey, can you you know tap Gary on the shoulder?" I waited like a year and a half and I, didn't get, I didn't get salty about him like, after he's got all that shit going on yeah. so I tweeted him about a month and a half ago I was like "Now, I tweeted somebody else on the show um, did you see the movie Terminator? the original Terminator?
2: who hasn't? so Michael
0: <laughs> Michael Bean the actor who played J- Kyle Reese yeah his son I like Taylor that guy. Bean I liked, his, I liked him as an actor oh okay Taylor actor. Bean is his son His son works on Adam's show. He works at the studio. So he's one of the producers on the show. So I tweeted Kaylin. I said, and I added Gary. I was like, hey, Kaylin, I'd love to have you on my show. Don't ghost me like Gary did. (laughs) And almost immediately, Gary replies. He's like, ghosting? That doesn't sound like me. And I was like, "Mm, actually, it sounds a lot like you. He's like, explain. Please give me the details. So. Started side messaging him, and I sent him a copy of the email, and he's like, hey, my bad. I'll do it right now. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not prepared right now. He goes, <laughs> all right, he goes, let me know when. So we picked out a time, and I sat here one day and recorded with him while Adam was recording the show. Wow. And so I told hey, him, I was like, like home? Yeah, he, yeah, he has one of these also, so he has a Rodecaster Pro. So he recorded his end on it. I recorded my end here, and then he sent me the audio track and synced them up and it worked amazing. Yeah, the only podcast I've ever done. There was no background noise. There's no right. fucking washing machine or dog like you know, none of that shit. It was too so cool, though. Perfect audio tracks. And so I told him about the door. I was like, hey, I really, you know, this is something I'm new I'm doing, and blah blah blah. I was like, write something on a piece of paper and I'll just trace it and put it on the door. And so he sent me this.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna Modge Podge it and put it. Yeah, Uh, it just came in the mail the other day. I was gonna, I was gonna like, that's really cool. I I thought he was gonna do it just on a piece of paper, and I was gonna like trace
1: it and then color it in on the door. And he's like,
0: just modify that shit.
2: Yeah, put that shit up on the door. I was like, okay. I really like that when there's people in like say the entertainment business and they're more on the like higher end of things. Yeah, and they still will make time and like (coughs) like they're not above. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And like
0: I've tweeted him like 10 times since then. Like you know, I have followed him forever and I've sent him messages and whatever and I've emailed him a couple of times and he's like I was like, "Yeah, I really want to thank you." He goes, "Thank you, man." He goes, "Nobody wants to talk to me. Nobody gives a shit about me. They want to talk about Adam or they want to talk to Adam." He goes, "Thanks for having me on. You know, it was kind of cool talking to talking about myself and talking about how I got where I was and whatever." He's like, "Nobody really gives a shit about that." So it was kind of cool. I liked it. But it was cool to get that little, Adam calls these things buck slips. So I've never, he just, he carries around a pad of them and he'll just write shit on here. And he has them, it's like thick cardboard. So you don't have to lean it on something to write. So he'll just have like the, a stack of these and a Sharpie and he'll just write shit on here. And then during the show, he's reading off of them. <laughs> so Gary took a buck slip and sent it to me. So it was kind of cool. It is very cool. Yeah, that was interesting. It was a fun interview, too. All right. You ready? Yeah. Where are we? Where is my cursor? Way over here, not where I want it. Oof. All right. So there was no second muffin in my future. That really made me sad. I went inside. There's a there's the smell of burnt muffins, though. There's, there's well, a, even
2: that's a good smell. It, it is, is. It was depending a good on smell. how burnt, I guess. I
0: mean, the, <laughs> they. My wife, my wife's like an amazing cook. She doesn't believe in timers. She just does things by feel, like she uses the force of how long potato you know potatoes, French fries should take, or. You know, yeah. she'll, like. I'll go, hey, I take hard-boiled eggs for lunch every day. I'm a weird creature of lunch habit. I eat the same shit every day.
2: I do that a lot of times, too.
0: No, I, I did it when I first found out I was diabetic. I ate the same thing for two years straight every single day. I took these little uh, multigrain crackers from Costco, and I bought turkey, and I would take a piece of turkey, I'd fold it, fold it, and then I would eat it. One cracker and the turkey, and I would eat like... I would buy like a pound and a half of turkey for the week and I would do it in four days. And then for every Friday was Chick fil A. Hmm. Same shit every day. So I had these crackers, the turkey, pudding, an apple, and two hard boiled eggs. And wow. now I've changed it. Now I have salad instead of the crackers and the put and crackers and the turkey. But I eat the same. I've been doing that salad now for like six months every day.
2: Do you get those like individual? salad bowls at the store i buy
0: the i bought like tupperwares that are the perfect size for me and i just i i buy the bag of the salad mix so it's easy i buy that put it in there and i buy turkey from costco and i cut it up make a week's worth of turkey turkey slices or whatever just it's really quick but it's yeah
2: yeah I'll, i'll do that i used to get the individual bowls and I would every, every day on the way to work, I would stop in at fries and buy one. They were like three bucks. Yeah. Um, but then when I started doing, um, I think it was when I started doing like keto, uh, I was doing what you're doing where I would just go buy the mix and mm-hmm. I would, I would have like, you know, uh, tomatoes or onions or cucumbers and cheese and stuff at home. And I would just slice it all up and make my own salads. And, um, I found this amazing salad dressing. It's uh I think it's I think the brand name is like Tessame's.
0: Is that somebody knocking on the door? I don't. I don't is somebody think so. at the door? Good fuck off. Okay.
2: <laughs> um but yeah, it's like Tessame stuff, it doesn't have any sugar in it. Uh which is like hard to find. Right. Dressing that doesn't have, but they've got this habanero ranch. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. I'm out. They, the, the habanero ranch is good. They have a lemon garlic, um, one that's amazing. Like I haven't actually had any of their stuff that I didn't like.
0: The only salad dressing that I like is French. French. I, I, I don't eat like whenever I see people, that's the other side. Yeah. It's something over wish there. people would shut the fuck up while I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a shit. Um yeah, I don't eat like I've I've just recently started eating Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate it. Like I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. But I eat French dressing and and it's like a low fat Ken's Ken's Steakhouse I can only get it at Walmart, which is horrible because I hate going to Walmart. Walmart, <laughs> Walmart's like makes me itch. It, I'm itchy just thinking about it. Yeah. I don't. I can't stand Walmart. But uh, they don't sell it anywhere else. Like if you go into Fries, they have a giant section of Ken's Steakhouse salad dressings, but not the French. They have everything but the French. Interesting. And the only place I can get the French is at. Walmart. Walmart, Wally World. So when I go, I get I get all of them. So if they have like two rows and there's 12 or 14, I buy all of them. And that is go back when I'm out. <laughs>
2: Does the, the cashier look at you weird? You're like, what do you need? All no, I'll money? go
0: to self-checkout so I don't have to talk to people. Because <laughs> I prefer not to talk to people in Walmart or people that yeah, work at Walmart. It's true. Yeah. It's really, it's one of the seven layers of hell from Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Uh right. well this is if you're if you're just listening uh this is part 2 so if you didn't hear part 1 go back and listen to episode 255. This is episode 256 and I'm here with Mallory. I think we didn't even say your name in part oh, 1. Yeah, did think we? we? Just, like, we just, I just we just I just hit record and started talking and yeah. I was just trying to get the t- you know I was going to like and then but I just we kept going so yeah. Good hour. Um
2: so hi, it's me. <laughs>
0: this and it was her the first hour too. So if you did near two fifty five, go back and listen. Uh, but when we were talking before, we were talking about the last year or so, and and we ended bringing up you had a couple relationships that you were worried about, and you you already were seeing some issues beginning. Well, they weren't necessarily
2: issues with me, but. There were moments when I was with my friends and there would be some sort of joke or some sort of comment made, not necessarily in the best way for like uh, somebody on the news or TV or something like that or, like, or somebody we saw out in public that was uh, transgender or what have you. And so it made me kind of nervous to actually then tell them, you know, the person that they've they thought when they were saying these things that, that was in with them, right? Like a shared their thoughts or found it funny. Um but like to tell them, Yeah, well, you know what, that's me too. Um, so uh it was yeah, it was kind of nerve wracking. Um Going into telling people i I kind of had you you, you kind of have to set yourself up for the fact that you 're going to lose like people in your life, and that 's really hard, especially when you 're talking about like in my case uh, i was i believed it would be these friends that like I had a very close knit group of friends that i 've had for like the last twenty five years right, and um, we all work together we 've grown up you know together. Um, when I started hanging out with them, I was like 16 years old. And so to then be on the, what you imagine in your head is like, well, I'm on the outside of this, right? And I've got to tell them and I have to, I have to be prepared that they're not going to be okay with it. And they're going to, I'm just not, we're not going to be friends anymore. Right. And, uh, that just in your head, being in your head with that is really hard and it's scary. Um, because at that same time, you're just focusing focusing on all the loss, right? You're not, you haven't experienced all the gains yet.
0: It's the believed loss, the anticipated, yeah, it's the anticipated loss, because it hasn't happened loss. yet, right? And it also makes it harder for you to 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 pull the trigger to make that conversation oh, yeah. and have that leap because you're like, fuck, this is somebody that's been in my life for twenty, twenty five years. Like, right. am I will you know i I have to be like, true to me, but how soon do I want to lose this person or, you know?
2: Yeah. And that's really hard. And especially, um, because, so I had started medically transitioning in like April or May of no, I'm sorry, June of 2017. And I was telling most of my friends, um, by the same time, the following year, uh actually not even the same time it was more like around before around the same time we had the first podcast. Okay. Um so, you know, I've I had a whole over a year of running scenarios through my head of all the different ways that my friends would abandon me or just not be around or the discussion it, would go.
0: It wasn't just you thinking this could happen. You you are you're part of a community where they shared experiences and you've yeah. heard other people. This, ha- well, it definitely does happen, happen all the time. It's not, right. it's not a new thing. Yeah. It it's not just all the belief. Over the time, it's, all over the place. it's the knowledge that you know, it's going to happen. And you're like, fuck Like it's, is it going to well, happen with, it's
2: a, it's a, the knowledge that not that you know that it's going to happen, but you know that it's a very, very, very high probability, high probability that yeah. it's going to happen. Um, and so through all of that, the, like I, I kind of, as far as friends go, was kind of up in the air. I knew I knew a couple of them would probably be okay and everything, but again, you know, you don't know, so you have to prepare right. for the worst. Um, the the one person that I assumed would not have like would always have my back, right? On everything, would have been my mother. So, I started coming out to my friends. My mother was actually one of the last people that I told. I remember um, you telling me that. But uh, I came out to my friends and, you know, one by one, I had that conversation with them and everybody was really cool. And like, I've already changed your name in my phone and you know, all this stuff, you know, just hundred percent supportive, which was like amazing. Um, because also leading up to that time, like you're, you're on all these hormones that are changing the way your, your mind processes things and, uh, heightened emotions and, and all this other stuff. So like, it really hits you hard um, I remember the first person that I told out of my, my group of friends, like I was over at their house and just like lost it, just bawling all over the place and, you know, just couldn't handle it emotionally. And you know, they're like, Hey, like, don't worry. We're good. Um, everything's fine. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and tell so-and-so and all this stuff. Like, 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 the exact opposite of everything that you are worried right. about. Um, so I would tell my friends, there was one friend in particular who I was worried about because he was the kind of guy or is is the guy that sends you inappropriate texts in the middle of the day, right? right. We all have one of those friends. I'm that guy. <laughs> um,
0: I'm that guy for most of my friends. So. Like,
2: <laughs> if I get a text from him at work, I can't open it because... Yeah. It might not be something I should have. Like, if yeah. somebody else were to see it, like, mm-hmm. oh boy. Um, I send
0: my friend Mike pornographic pictures all the time. <laughs> Just so, the worst, most graphic, disgusting stuff. That's me. Yeah. It's like, that's the kind of thing. I'm like, <laughs> I,
2: not that I, I'm like, it's fine. Like, I don't care. That's who you are. It's cool. But, you know, that is his, like, I was worried about him. Um, but again, I told him, and like, no big deal like he was he was cool and in the thing that I found in fact I was talking to another uh friend yesterday i met her for uh coffee um we were talking about different you know experiences from coming out and stuff she's transgender as well and uh um i remember talking about this in particular with her with the friends because a lot of them would say like hey you know i'm totally totally cool support you 100% of the way I apologize if I happen to slip up for at least like in the immediate future um, and, and there may be questions that I want, that I'll have, but know that you're okay. We're okay. Everything's fine. I just want you to be happy kind of deal. Um, and then the the interesting part about that is that I heard that a lot. Like I may have questions, but we're fine. I'm like never got any questions. And I think that's because in the beginning for them, it's like, okay, there's that transition period. Like you don't necessarily, they don't even know what's going on. Like the same way that from my point of view, I didn't know how to process certain things. They don't know how to process it either right Right. away. Um, So it's kind of a, uh, an easy thing to say, like, Hey, I may have questions later, right? No questions ever come because at the end of the day, you you realize that that person they're still the same person right The 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 relationship or the, the things you like about that person or what draws you to that person doesn't change um because they're still them it's just a a more authentic or better version of them right um so it's like you actually like if you like the kind of person that they've kind of pretended to be odds are you're going to like the person they actually are um Hopefully. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was really, it's really interesting. No, is there, nobody really had any questions or, or anything. The the people that I was worried about, uh, it was all fine. Um, yeah, like I said, for for pretty much all the, for any relationship that I did have that got strained at, at anything, like I gained 10 other ones or, or uh, 10 other ones got even stronger. Um so it was not really, uh, it, it, I, didn't, I didn't have the extent of uh, damaged relationships as some people have. So I was very fortunate in that sense. Um, then the last person that I told was my dad. So I, I remember last time when I was here, we talked about my biological father. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really talked about my, like my, my adopted dad kind of thing. My actual mm-hmm. dad. Um, so uh, my, the the person that I call dad, I refer to is the guy that raised me basically and everything. Him and my mom were never like officially in a relationship. Um, but they, I mean, they worked together. We were always at their, I was, you know. I grew up with our families being like intertwined
0: essentially. Okay. Um, but your mom was never in a relationship with this person?
2: Not to my knowledge.
0: <laughs> You're like, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't want to know.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I don't believe so. Um, but I just think he's like, like, he was a really good guy. And um, so I remember it was again towards Christmas and I get a text from Nina, his wife, Um, who's basically like my stepmom kind of thing, um, saying that they're coming. They'll be out for Christmas around Christmas time. Where do they live? Uh, Georgia.
0: Okay. So you know where in Georgia?
2: Uh, I think it's Canton.
0: Yeah. Okay. I lived in Georgia for 15 years.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been there a couple times. Uh, I was there in my early 20s. I drove cross country to go spend a week with them, and then I was there in the beginning of 2017 when their daughter uh passed away from a car accident mm. that they were in. So that was really hard. She was like my sister essentially. Wow. Um, but, uh so at work when, if like whenever somebody asked me, like if I have sister or something like that, I always say, yeah, but uh, she, she died uh, a couple of years ago. But, um, so they were coming out here, and so I told Nina, and I knew at that point, like it was easy to put them off because they weren't here.
0: They weren't going to see the changes physically right. in your body. They didn't
2: see any of it. They weren't there for any of it. I mean, they saw a pic- if I posted pictures or something online that that year, like in 2017, but I didn't really – I wasn't posting pictures right. during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, just going to have to – out here and this is after i'd already come out to my mom and that was kind of a disaster but um uh so i was like hey just so you know uh this is what's going on with me so you I, did
0: this via text
2: yeah it was through like instant messenger on facebook okay so you uh, coward well that's how she messaged me and i was just, okay um
0: easier than talking It
2: was yeah it was easier mm-hmm. so um I I I came out to her told her everything that was going on and um again she was 100% 100% supportive in everything uh, she's like do you want me to tell David and I was like if you don't mind cuz that just it I don't know it helps <laughs> right. I mean, cuz it's a conversation that you end up having like a million times and every time is awkward and just weird um it gets easier but um, so I was like, yeah, if you could tell him that would be great. And then about an hour later, uh, he sends me a message like, Hey, we'll talk soon when I get there, but know that we're, we're cool. We're, we're good. Um, again, I love you. I just want you to be happy and, uh I'll support you a hundred percent. Cool. Yeah. It was a very cool. Um, and they came out and there's, uh, like I was, Like at that point, it actually, uh, they came out a little bit later. It was like mid-January. So I was already like presenting uh, female in my dress and everything publicly. And I was, at that point, I was still nervous about going out and the interactions that I would have with other people. But, and they were having like a big family on that side of the family, big get together, dinner and going out and stuff. And I was like, he invited me. He's like, come on, you know. Like there was no hesitation on whether I should be included in anything anymore. So it was like, come on out. And uh, so I went out and everybody was, everybody was fine. Like nobody really cared at all. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was really good. Um, But yeah, so like the, the person that I assumed would have my back was my mother and that's the. Toughest. Pretty much the only real relationship that I've like family wise or or anything that is just not existent really anymore. So it is what it is. I mean, and that's kind of more recently. So it was always strained. But like, for example, when I came out to her, uh, she didn't even give me the chance really to come out to her. She asked me flat out. And um, how
0: did she ask you? Remember?
2: Uh, it was like, so she has nursing cause she's disabled. She has nursing come in the house at, at like 11 o'clock at night. And so at like ten fifty, she, I was in the kitchen doing something, uh, right before bed and she came out and she's like, Hey, so is there anything you want to tell me? Are you, you doing any changes or anything? Cause it looks like you have boobs and
0: Damn. <laughs> way to, way to ease into it. Mom. Yeah
2: and uh, which, when she said that, kind of made me smile <laughs> a little bit, like, "Ah, oh, good, I like you to see it, but at the same time, I was like, "Okay, here we go, and so I uh, told her and again the waterworks and everything started coming out because it was like a forced thing right. at that point you weren't um, you, you were planning
0: on it you're in the kitchen making an omelet
2: yeah and like. <laughs> I know that somebody's going to be walking through that door right. any, any, minute. any minute yeah um, which I don't want to be having this conversation in front of them as well um, although they knew they could tell too um, a but, ner-
0: they're in the field they're in I mean they're a nurse they yeah. see
2: yeah um, there was no, they, they didn't have any surprises so like, except for them. But so as soon as that door was, came in, I basically told her everything. As soon as that door opened, I was like gone yeah. into my room. You
0: told me this part before I remember yeah. now.
2: And then the next day it was like no questions, no nothing. She acted like I, like I never, like, like nothing the conversation
0: happened. never happened. Right.
2: Yeah. And I asked her, I'm like, do you, do you have any questions about this? I'm like, is there anything I can help share or clarify or whatever? She's like, no. And, and then when she did start talking about it, it was all negative. Like, like you better think about your choices before you do anything permanent and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is already permanent. Like just taking hormones has permanently changed my body. Right. Like my, my, my breasts will never go away. If I, if like people that, that transition back, like your breath stays. Is that often? No, like, no, it's, I mean, it has happened but it is very not it's not very often at all okay um like it's a tiny tiny percentage um but um yeah like breast growth would stay uh the impact to your ability to have children biologically is not reversible really um yeah i mean there's things that just won't ever go back but um Which is like I don't care, but she was, she didn't even realize then that that I had been involved in doing this. Like I had made the decision a year and a half earlier. Like she didn't know. So, but yeah, just the fact that everything was negative, and then for this past year, it was really like we had a strained relationship because it took her a really long time to start calling me by my name. And she did eventually, um, but she would still refer to me as her son to people that she meets or people that would be coming in and out of the house. Like she had a, a bunch of services and stuff, and and um, to everybody, and still like I'm her son, and that's never going to change. So every time I heard, so she that, would say,
0: "My son, Mallory."
2: Mm, well, or just my son, yeah, and. <sighs> Because, um, yeah, she didn't really use my name... How old is your very mom? ...very often. Uh, so, this year, in April, she will be 70. 70.
0: No. Yeah. She's... Look, I'm not defending <laughs> people. She's from a completely different generation, different yeah. mindset. Like, it's not she's not as accepting as
2: i don't think it's as accepting as i think she is very she's very much within her little circle right that's where she exists she doesn't it's a comfort zone uh, she doesn't really and, and and this is it's been this way for a long time i've talked about like talked about it with people and like i feel bad for her in a sense because at some point in her life she she created this like Uh, environment for herself and she doesn't really try to venture out. She doesn't really like having conversations about things that she doesn't believe in. She doesn't, uh, there's just a lack of consideration for other, other items. Like even she could be telling a story. She could be telling it incorrectly. And if you correct her, you're somehow insulting her. Like Mm. you're either insulting her or she's like, well, you know, it's not the truth. It's, it's an outside force that it just bears no weight in, in her existence. So she's very much closed off to to a lot of things, and she's very much influenced by the church.
0: That sucks. Um, not the, the church, church part. I was, <laughs> I was ready to say it sucks when you were talking about the closed well, off part, and then you said the church, and it sounded like I'm condemning the church.
2: <laughs> well, in uh, the crazy thing is that her church friends are, the one in particular that is always there every Sunday, is like one of the rudest people I've ever met. Like, for somebody to consider themselves as, like, a church person or a loving, uh, whatever... Not all church this, people are loving this people. This lady has yeah. no business being, like, working... She works within the church. Yeah. And, like, she is one of the rudest... There's a lot racist, of ...racist, just pure... I don't want to say pure evil, but just, like, pure, just disgusting attitudes towards things. And... There's a
0: lot of intolerance in in generations of people from the past. Like yeah. I I I'm not trying to keep putting it back on her age or her peer group from back then, but there's a lot of that. There's a huge component of that non-acceptance from that time.
2: Yeah, it seems to swing one way or the other. It either uh, swings where they're just not accepting at all or they're just wildly accepting. Because there's a plenty of uh, older people that I know that that just like, "I am so happy for you." um, being, you know, being able to, you know, come out and finally making that decision and everything. So it's really weird. It doesn't seem to be money. Like in my experience, I haven't run into a lot of people that just didn't care. It's either like you're wrong, you're going to hell or just love for, for, you know, the decisions that you've been. That's a huge
0: swing from one to the other.
3: My mama says that I'm no good That I'll never have a decent job Or live in a nice neighborhood I don't care what people say About me behind my back Cause me and the man got it all that I live in a trailer and I drink beer all day long but I'm an artist and a writer a poet a singer of songs make a joyful noise unto the Lord that's what the good book states but it's hard for me to be joyful when all I hear about are my mistakes well I don't care what people say about me behind my back because me and the man got it all figured out me and To join him in the Hall of Fame But I swear I'll never quit trying The beast in me cannot be tamed They say I'll die a poor man A recluse with nothing to eat But I've got my cash, i got my spirit And that's all this really needs But I don't care what people say About me behind my back Cause me and the man got it all figured out Me and the man in black I got cash. I got.